Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 477, contains guest host Dahlia D, hitting the clubs, perfect parts, bad drinks, and an interview with the wonderful Mandy Bright. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 477 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle. Actually, I look more like Sam Elliott, so I am your host, perverted Sam Elliott, and joining me for this incredible episode is the goddess from the great white north. She is your poutine princess. She's your mistress of moisture, and she is everything that you could possibly want in a camming and content creation machine that you could possibly ever want it is the incredible dahlia d how are you doing (laughs) i feel you that was such an a beautiful wonderful intro i think it might be the best one that you've ever done wow and i could not give less of a fuck because I am so cranky right now, Dick. Yes. Oh, my. Well, first, before we get into your tiredness and our tiredness, uh, dear listeners, episode 477 is going to bring you some fun stories, some entertaining anecdotes, if you will, between Dahlia and myself. I'm sure we'll go off on a rant. And it also includes an amazing interview with the beautiful mandy bright so we will talk about that at the end of the first half interview is in the second half it's gonna be gorgeous so dahlia please tell the listeners why you are so tired i ate way too much shepherd's pie for dinner (laughs) like way too much like you know when you like you're like full but there's still like five bites left on the plate and you're like it's stupid to throw this in the garbage it's only five bites you can do it but then you eat it and it's like entirely too much and then it puts you in like a food coma oh yeah that was me i literally (laughs) i fell asleep sitting up on the couch (laughs) that's impressive it is like with the fork like still in my hand (laughs) i think that means you have a problem i think that's official yeah, it's like like when you know you've hit rock bottom as like an alcoholic when you like pass out and like set your house on fire. <laughs> it's like that, but with food. Exactly. Yeah. But now I'm like, you know when you like wake up from a really intense nap and like your tongue is glued to the roof of your mouth and you're like cranky as shit and like like nothing nobody's even doing anything. They're just pissing you off. Yes. Oh and that's yeah. where I'm at right now. So I hope you are ready for a little extra space. Well, likewise, my friend, because uh, maybe 30 minutes before we started recording this, I too just woke up from a nap because I am way, way 
too nice of a neighbor and I take care of everybody else's dilapidated pieces of shit property so it doesn't reflect poorly on my property because I actually care. So, uh, you know, it's 85 degrees, 4,000% humidity, and I'm out there weed whacking. Oh, roughly. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a guess. It's, Just it's, a ballpark. Yeah, it's like being underwater. And, yeah. and, you know, I got the hedge clippers, and I'm clipping off branches of trees and walking around the block collecting garbage because apparently the sidewalk is everybody's garbage dump. So, Ugh. yeah, it was uh, it was brutal and I needed a nap. So I, too, am a bit feisty. Next time you should just be a total Karen and just call the city. Be like, my neighbors. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but I pay taxes here. I know that the city regulation says that our grass is supposed to be at four inches maximum. And my neighbor's grass is four inches and a quarter. <laughs> and I know that to the quarter because my dick is four inches. <laughs> and it's taller than my dick. Correct. <laughs> it's not going to need you to send somebody out here. Right. I, I would. I would. <laughs> I had uh, Sydney Page on. She talked about using that vocal fry, as they call it, where everything comes out like this. And that's oh, how, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's how I would do the message on the answering machine. Cause, and I'm sure because I live in this podunk town that it actually is a an answering machine that records to a cassette tape. It's that old. Oh. So you just hear that. Um, my neighbor's grass. <laughs> just, just like take up the whole tape with it. Yeah. Lazy bitch voice. That's right. it. <laughs> oh, it's it's so maddening. And there are people listening that go, Dangle, just let it go. Let them get in trouble. But it's actually more effort for the township to go through the proper channels and get them cited so they don't bother because, you know, we have people. And even if they do, you said it's a lot of rentals anyways, right? So, yeah. like, who honestly gives a crap if they get a ticket from the city? Right, exactly. Like, in a rental property? Like, I don't know. Maybe I sound like a piece of shit saying that, but, like, I wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. And, and like, neither do they. So, yeah. So I was out doing that. Just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the world a better place, damn it. Well, at least it's, like, extra exercise so you can get all, like, fit and buff so that when you actually confront your neighbors, you'll have the muscle to just knock them the fuck out. Well, I can knock them all out because <laughs> one, <laughs> two are alcoholics. They're all children. The end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two are alcoholics. Uh, one is a diabetic that is slowly getting parts removed. One had back surgery oh, earlier in the year. Her. Yeah. The, the other one is heavily on the spectrum and uh, is kind of scared of me because I said, well, first off, this isn't your property. <laughs> and now oh, they're scared. No. Of me. And that was the tone. I'm like, listen, not to be that neighbor, but this isn't your property. They thought that I had some decorative stones like cinder blocks like wall block and i was building mama dangle platform for her potted plants okay and she thought because it was a windy day and i mean windy like 25 miles an hour that the wind was going to pick up the cinder blocks and smash her house the the rental piece of shit rental property that she lives in and jesus I, yeah no okay first off 
This is, they're not what? on your property. That's not how physics work. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I said. I said, too. Is it? Oh, my God. That's not how physics Great works. Lines. Because if there's a wind strong enough to pick up a cinder block, your home is gone. Yeah. You don't really have to worry about it smashing into your house because your house won't be there. Correct. So, <laughs> so shut up, Dorothy. Your house will be gone. Yeah, Dorothy. Yeah. Fucking Dorothy. Yeah. That was a Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah. Uh, the house I knew that. Away. Yeah. Okay. I was just. I was working everybody else through it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely picked up on that right away. Yeah. <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple things that I do want to get into here quickly. Uh, the first one, I would like to thank the team at the Happy Hour Podcast based in the wonderful city of Baltimore, Maryland. They had me on as a guest, and it was a really good time, and it went so well that they brought me on again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I can fun. get an invite, dear listeners, but that's okay. Well, I mean, if you would like, <laughs> I'll throw a bone your way to see. Listen, Dick, you can throw me a bone yeah. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> is it because I'm getting buffed doing everybody else's yard work? Okay. That's it. You keep mowing those lawns, and I'm telling you, you going to get it. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun being on that show because it does have some adult industry themes, but it's more just kind of based in fun conversations and games and things like that. So you can check it out on youtube and check it out on their site and it's a lot of fun because it's actually two video which i refuse to do because i don't have that much time that's exciting yeah cool yeah now no yes absolutely. judge you on your interview now please do <laughs> <laughs> and uh the second thing i want to bring up good friend g from Quick and Dirty Media was kind enough to come and visit a very busy Dick Dangle over a weekend, and I really appreciate him coming down because we were able to talk some business, go over some technology as it comes to video editing, and really kind of get the ball rolling when it comes to me trying to expand the show, trying to expand things for me within the adult sphere and just kind of get me motivated really to start to make this push to put uh, what I told Dahlia was my three-year plan of getting out of this podunk town and just making a better life for myself, of course, for Mama Dangle, but to do something that I truly love and enjoy in a way that begins to not only affect more people that are following me and listening to me and watching me, but uh, myself and my direct community as well. I mean, you've only been talking about, like, do something you love for, like, what? Uh oh, four billion episodes. Yeah. I think it's time to start taking your own advice, Mr. Dick. You're not wrong, Misty. <laughs> you are not wrong. And uh, the fun thing was, uh, he was kind enough because I had, <laughs> I was working like some really stupid hours, like like I was getting up like four thirty in the morning, working at like yeah. like oh I was working like five thirty to seven thirty p.m. It was pretty crazy, and like well five thirty a.m. to seven thirty p.m. and Ew. oh it was horrible horrible Gross. yeah and I had to work 
I knew I wanted him to come down, and instead of canceling and saying, you know what, I'm way too busy, I did the same thing on a Saturday, whereas I got up at the ass crack of dawn, and he was kind enough to come down a little bit later in the afternoon. And we went and got a bite to eat, and uh, came back to the Dangle Dome, started dotting I's and crossing T's, getting the ball rolling. And then I said, you know what, how about I take you around to some of the clubs in the Pittsburgh area? Oh, shit. <laughs> so the first club that I take him to is my home base in Pittsburgh, and that is Rick's Cabaret, Ninth and Liberty, downtown Pittsburgh. Every time I see like ads or anything for that place, I think of you. Oh, that's sweet. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys are like inextricably linked. Yes. What, I've been there about a year doing interviews now, and I did about two and a half in the first run when it was still blush. So, yeah, it's like Rick and Dick go hand in hand. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Just saying. And uh, he was able to meet some of the, the management and the workers and the GM, and it was just a really nice – it was a fun conversation, but it was a business conversation. It was uh, cool to kind of get everybody connected and talking about things in a way that also motivates everybody to try and make a community and make it bigger. Don't you love when that happens? Uh, it's It's so nice because – when you realize that everybody's kind of looking for the same thing, be it as a business or just as a person and ideas start to flow and you're like, this actually sounds like this could happen. Like this could be a thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so much fun. And uh, we stayed there for a while and, and had a couple of drinks and, you know, talked to some of the dancers They're They're really nice there. And, as we were leaving, I drove him around the the Pittsburgh area. He hasn't been in Pittsburgh in forever, so I drove him around some of the places that have changed. And I'm like, you know what? How about I also take you to cheerleaders? And Hell yeah, 31st and Liberty in downtown Pittsburgh. I'm like, because the setup is different. The feel of the club is a little bit different. And we'll see which one, you know, you prefer. Okay. So we go in and... We're sitting, once again, talking business, and we're talking to some of the dancers there, and can I say that he kind of became smitten with a dancer? Oh, the scandal. That's right. <laughs> she goes by Luscious, and she is- Of course a, she does. Of course she does. She is beautiful. She's extremely personable, and she's heavily tattooed, split tongue. Like, she's a badass. <sighs> so they're talking, and like I said, just she's super badass, and he may or may not have gotten a dance or two. And- or three. Am, of course. And I am talking to another dancer. And the thing that he was doing, which I really never thought about, was as you start to talk to them in just kind of personal conversation stuff, is saying, by any chance, do you have an OnlyFans? You know, some of the dancers are like, yes. Some of them are like, I'm thinking about it. Some are saying no. So I'm talking to this one dancer, and she just has this aura about her. And we start talking, and I'm like, I think I should ask her because I think she does. I just have that feeling. And uh, I said, do you have an OnlyFans? She goes, oh, yeah, I do. 
And I said, cool, you know, uh, so I imagine you're on social media. What is your Twitter account? And she gives it to me, and she has almost 100,000 followers. Holy shit. Yeah, and I'm like, you're in Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. That never happens. Yeah. So hopefully sometime down the road I get to have her on the show. Because, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yeah, she just – it's really funny when you meet somebody – and your, I don't want to say your energy matches, but you get that thing of like, oh, this could be an interesting opportunity for us. Totally. Yeah. You know? And I talked to her for a while and uh, she's like, you know what? I'm going to walk the floor because the interesting thing is when, you know, dancers come up and they're like, is this your first time at the club? I'm like, no, I've been coming here for 13 years. Yeah. And, and then they, they're like, I don't remember ever seeing you. And I said, yeah, that's kind of weird, depending on how long you've been here. And once they realize that because I'm kind of a seasoned veteran, I kind of know the game. Yeah, like you're not just going to go for a dance with somebody just because they swindled you. Like you have the intent to go for a dance with somebody like, you know, what's up. Yeah, exactly. You know, so then you're able to kind of break down those walls and just talk. So we talked for a little bit and uh, I bought her a drink just because. I felt bad that she was there for so long. She's like, I'm going to walk the floor, try to get a, get a guy for a dance. I said, okay, you do that. Sure. So by that time, G comes back and he was just like, uh, I, I, I might be in love. I might be in love. I'm like, well, you know, luscious will do that to you. You know, a split tongue. That'll do it. Oh my goodness. So as we're sitting there and we just kind of start talking general conversation, three dancers come up and they are triple teaming us. And not even in the fun way. Not even in the fun way. Tragic. And they're trying to talk one of us or both of us into getting a room, which for three dancers is going to be pretty expensive. Right. So uh, we're like, ah, I, I don't think, but, you know, maybe a regular dance, something like that. And the one says, well, how about you buy us a drink? I'm like, okay, that's fine. I could buy you a drink. We're, we're gentlemen. Right. So they ordered uh, shots of tequila. Oof. Thank you for that reaction. If I may say, I, because of my palate, I'm a big whiskey, bourbon, scotch drinker. Right. The smoky stuff. The smoky stuff. The brown liquor. I don't <laughs> care for rum. Right. Not because of the taste, but because uh, it has such a high sugar content, it gives me an instant headache. Right. So, Especially dark rum, right? Right. Okay. And tequila just doesn't smell good to me. Oh, God. It smells like turpentine. Right. So they put the shots on the table, and there were four. So I was left out, which is fine. Yeah, I would be okay with that, too. Right. <laughs> so G says, oh, I don't drink that stuff. He's like, I do not care for it. Well, I felt bad. That this drink was just left there. Okay. And not gonna lie, might have been slightly tipsy. No, you didn't do it, did you? So I'm like, well, I can't let this shot go to waste. Ugh. Let's do it. Did you at least like salt and lemon it like a pussy or did you like <laughs> do well, the whole thing? I did the lemon bite at the end. Okay. Yeah. But no salt. No salt. Chaser, no bracer. Correct. 
Oh, so we, my mouth is like watering in sympathy right now. <laughs> like, you know, when you're about to throw up and you get like all drooly, like that's me right now. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> this would be great for like some head right now, but right. <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> you know, cheers clink. And I'm just going to throw this back and I'm not big. I don't, I'm at the point of my life where I don't do shots anymore. Like I'd rather be able to sip it, enjoy it over ice relax sure. you know you're but, old yeah yeah so Clay, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> so throw it back and i knew i wasn't gonna like it just by the way it smelled so i grabbed that little slice of lemon and and uh chomped down on that and put it back can i say this no to, okay <laughs> no what were you gonna say oh, okay. to all of the tequila enjoyers listening to this episode right now fucking gross you gross you should stop drinking tequila it's fucking gross that's what you're gonna say right tequila is the devil's ass water (laughs) (laughs) no no matter what no, no matter what I ate or drank for the next day and a half, I couldn't get that taste out of my throat. It was horrible, horrible. Holy shit. And it was good to get, it was Patron. Like it's, it's not a bad tequila. There's no such thing as good tequila. And you're right. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, good gracious. Yeah, I brushed my teeth when I got home. I had breakfast in the morning, ate uh, lunch with G, you know, the next day. No matter what, I could not get rid of that taste. It was horrible. Yeah, you know, there's actually like like a remedy for that, for like tequila mouth. Really? Yeah, like when you can't get the taste, like out of the back of your throat, you're supposed to shove a dick down there. Uh, Well, now I know. (laughs) Clears it right up. <laughs> okay, that is <laughs> that is good to know. All right. So, so that's like the thing. Like tequila drops the panties, right? And then you just take a couple loads of cum, okay. and then you're fine. You don't taste the tequila. All right. Anymore. Well, that's good to know. So, to those listening to this show, if you walk up to me with a shot of tequila as a guy, I know you better what... have a shot of cum in the other hand. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you better fix what you're messing up is what I'm oh saying. Oh, God. Well, if you ever end up doing it again, definitely add the salt. It does make a huge difference. Okay. What What is it supposed to do? Just kind of take the, the sharpness out of it? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a bracer. So, like, you know how, like, if you put salt, mm, like, on spicy food, it makes it, like, less spicy? Okay. It's kind of like the same thing. It kind of takes the edge off a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. at that point I'll just get like a deer salt lick and just hammer yeah, that. Seriously. Just oh. lick the whole block and just right. give her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say, like, I I'm sympathizing super hard with you right now because I have never been able to take shots. Like, I was never that like 20-something year old, like shooting back shots, like party and hardy. Like, my problem is that I can't take it all in one. Like, I can't just throw it back and swallow. Same. I can't like unconsciously swallow if that makes sense like when I swallow this sounds really bad when I swallow I have to like really think about it go on (laughs) that's also why I don't swallow cum because I have to actively do it like I can't I don't ever just like unconsciously swallow okay 
And like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, just throw it in your mouth and swallow it. I throw it in my mouth and then I hold it there. Yes. Yeah. For a couple minutes until I can like get my mouth around it and then swallow it. <laughs> that's, a, that's an inordinate amount of time. It's really bad. Yeah. And people are like, just fucking swallow it. What's wrong with you? And then it agitates everyone in the room because like it'll be me and like five other people taking a shot. And I'm the only asshole with a fucking mouthful of liquor because everybody else has already taken their shot like a normal human being. Right. And they're all looking at me and they're like, you need to just swallow. Like, what are you doing? Just swallow it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a whole thing. So like, I, I, I pity you for the tequila shot. It's fucking gross. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm. I'm uh, working with my therapist to uh, get through it and get over it, which has been incredibly difficult. But uh, I think I'll be able to to manage. I, I told you, Dick, you got to stop calling me your therapist. <laughs> You're my lap therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, a good time. Um, yeah. You guys uh, got some sweet butts in your face. Yes, and that's and I'm glad you brought that up because it's really difficult being and I brought it up on the show before being the person that I am now with the podcast involved in the adult community involved in the sex worker community. It's tough for me to get lost in the fantasy of going to clubs. I almost am better at trying to get to know you and we kind of become cordial. So when we see each other, it's a friendly face and we, Dear God. And we just kind of hang out because, you know, when you, when you see the game being played and you kind of know the game, it yeah. makes it difficult. So it takes a very special person and it's usually a person that I have gotten to know for them to be able to say, Hey, how about uh, we get a dance and I go and get a dance. You have come full circle to where, like, the dancers don't even, like, hornify you anymore. You just want to, like, get to know them as people. Yeah. For the most part, every once in a while, I'll see one and just be like, whoa. (laughs) Oh, you stop right now. That's so beautiful. (laughs) I just, it's just, that's so lovely. (laughs) I just, I just want you to know that together you can keep your clothes on and we can feel. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't get a dance, but how about we go in the back and you can keep your clothes on and tell me about all your problems. Not even that. Like I, there are uh, a couple dancers in in the different clubs that I have gotten to know. And I'll be like, Hey, how about, you know, instead of us just being around all the loud music, because the music in the, either the lap dance areas or the private areas is a little bit quieter. I said, how about we just go back there and hang out? Just, you know, if if we feel like talking, great. If not, we can just kind of sit and chill and kind of catch our breath and decompress from life. They probably love clients like you. Whoa, you have no idea. You could just watch them go, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, that sounds great. Let's go. That's so nice. Uh See, like, I personally, as a cam girl, like, I love people like that. Like, I used to get people all the time that would, like, go private and just want to, like, chat with me for a bit. Yeah. I'm like, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. Sounds like it. It is. Well, I mean, how often do you get paid at your job for not doing your job, right? Oh, never. So, like, when it does happen, it's, like, sick. Yeah. 
I, like when retail workers, the power goes out and they don't have to do shit for like three hours. Like that's how I feel when somebody takes me private just to talk. <laughs> Sorry, cash machine's not working. <laughs> I'll have cash to... registers down. That's right. Can't buy <laughs> any of your useless crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's that same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Once we are off air, I'm going to have to tell you this horrible story about what happened to me at my job and you'll see why i need to not be doing that job anymore <laughs> oh no yeah. oh it was it was condescending and it was arrogant and i was at that moment i was like i am 100 percent overdoing this oh my god no you need to tell everyone come on i'm sure our listeners can can hear this story well they can, but I will wait on it because I need to be – well, because I am my business when it comes to my regular job. So I don't think a lot of people know the job that I do. Right. And I kind of need to keep it that way until I can transition out of it. Right. You're essentially like an independent con contractor, right? Correct. And I am my only employee. So right. you know, if I get myself fired from things, then <laughs> – um, okay, well, listeners, we have a story in the chamber, and you guys can just fed yourselves for however long it takes Dick to get out of his current position. Correct. And well, then we will share this story, and it will be glorious. You're the reason they're getting fedged, because you you are like, do it, do it, and I can't. That's true. Yeah. It's all my fault. Yeah. Feel free to send all of your hate mail to daliad.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this interview that we have coming up. Who is she? Where did you meet her? I want to know how much time you've been spending with her. How often do you guys text? I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I was going to say, you sound <laughs> jealous. I have an interview with the lovely Mandy Bright. Thank you so much to Erica Icon of the Rub PR. Can we just do like a quick shout out for Erica Icon? Because almost every single time you have a really awesome performer to interview – it comes from Erica. So shout out. You're a badass. She really is. Yeah. She knows how to not only give me kind of like the buildup for the interview. Like she gets, she sends me good interview notes and stuff I could build the interview on. All the dirty little secrets. Correct. Yeah. She's like, definitely bring up this girl's tight butthole. She's very proud of it. Speaking of tight buttholes. No, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> You're like, what a coincidence. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll circle back to that after I talk about Mandy Bright. Always got to circle back to the tight butthole. Always. I love circling back to the tight butthole. <laughs> so not only is Eric Icon good at kind of the, the, the business end of the interview for me, but she also sends me good interview guests. Beautiful. And Mandy Bright definitely fits that bill. She is an absolute legend in the game and she has seemed to kind of gone through a renaissance and her popularity has taken another upswing to another level and we had such a fun conversation i think she may have been a little nervous in the beginning but, uh, we quickly got over that and just had a really fun conversation sometimes you just got to work it in a little bit <laughs> 
<laughs> but I love that when like a performer does like really well for a while and then they kind of like, you know, fade off into the background a little bit. They do their thing. They like, you know, maybe like build a little bit of a life for themselves, stop partying so much, whatever. And then they come back like five, six, seven years later and they're just like still mega hot. And everybody's like, I used to jerk off to you when I was 15. And then they just like have this like whole like brand new like resurgence of like popularity. I freaking love when that happens. Every time I see that, I'm like, yes, queen. So I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah. And she was just a lot of fun. I think her fans are really going to enjoy the way she answered questions and the things that she talks about, because it's really going to give you a little bit more insight into just who she is as a person beyond the performer. And we oh, had, wow. we ended up having a lot of fun at the end of the interview. So I love that. Yeah. So it was a, a really, really good time. I think everyone's going to enjoy it. That's exciting. So back to the tight butthole. Yeah. we got to circle back to that tight butthole. We have circled back. Would you be offended? Yes. Okay. Well, that answers that question. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'm a liberal. I'm always offended. <laughs> Would you be offended if one of the main descriptors that someone uses of you or for you is that you have what may be the most perfect butthole ever seen? Why would I be offended by that? I don't know. There's there's a dancer at a club, and I bring her up from time to time, but when I bring her up to other people, I say the same thing. She has the most perfect butthole you will ever see. Okay. And every time somebody sees that but butthole, they just go, oh, yeah, that is a perfect butthole. Why would anybody be offended by that? I don't know. I don't know if that is a typical flattering remark a typical compliment that people would be comfortable with i mean it's not necessarily typical i think in this industry it is very flattering and very you know like complimentary i think if we were in an industry where we don't regularly show our buttholes it might be a little fucking weird uh, that is true because how would i then see it yeah it's like hey by the way you have the nicest butthole i've ever seen yeah. and i'm like i've never showed you my butthole <laughs> So, you yeah. know, I put up some very small cameras in the women's room and out of everyone that uses it, you have the most perfect butthole. Yeah, I think that would right. be, be a little, little shady. Sounds a little off. Yeah, yeah a little, little bit creepy. But no, I think that's a, a beautiful compliment. I wish I had like the nicest butthole. I really do. That like perfect little like balloon knot. Hmm. Where it's just like, ah. yeah. when they like spread the cheeks and you can hear like the heavenly choir. That's just, right. ah. <laughs> so you're saying you don't? I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say I have the nicest butthole. I think that's a little, like, I don't feel like that's a label that you give yourself. Oh, that is true. That is true. Right? Like, if somebody else was like, you have the world's nicest butthole, I'd be like, thanks. But, like, <laughs> you can't just say that about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. not. And then, like, what's even, like, the, like, the requirements for, like, the world's nicest butthole? Like, what do you look for in a nice butthole? Clean, obviously. That's, like, a given, but. Uh, clean. It is the same shade as the rest of the butt. Oh, that's, you know, some people just naturally have darker anus right. skin. Right. Exactly. They have to get it bleached. And and that Damn. was fine, but this one is just like the entire skin tone over all of it is just perfect. There. So you're saying if she had a tragic accident where she had to take a skin graft from her asshole and put it anywhere else on her body, 
You would never know. You never know. That's kind of beautiful. I like that. Yeah. And there is not a single... <laughs> I almost said sign of trauma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, she spreads her ass and it's just rocking back and forth. Like, I've seen some shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sign of trauma. A anyway, sign of trauma. It's sitting there with a cigarette hanging out and a glass of wine shaking, you know. The fuck do you want? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Like, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Butthole. I'll leave you alone. Yeah, it is. It, Spits at you. That's right. Get the fuck out of here. It, it, it is perfect. There isn't any signs of uh, physical issues, like no hemorrhoids, no nothing. It is just. Perfect. And and quite literally, my thought is if you were able to pump water into it, she could probably cut steel plates pushing the water out. It is that tight of a butthole. Damn. Yeah. I wish Damn. I could take I wish I could take a picture of it. That's beautiful. Maybe she'll let you one day. You know what? I should ask. I wonder if she does anal. Oh, if I, I don't know how if she does. Right? Because it is that. Pristine. Untouched. Taut, if you will. Taut. <laughs> Never unblemished by the penis of man. No, like I, I would be happy to be the first. I would be happy to. No. Can you imagine if she's had like the most pristine butthole her entire life and then you fuck it and you just ruin it? <laughs> imagine you just like blow out her ass or something and then it's fucked for the rest of her life and she had the most perfect asshole in the world and then you ruined it with your dick dick i'd still be okay with that you're like yeah that's fine yeah I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> i have put in my time damn it oh my god okay so but what if next time you go back and it's not perfect anymore because someone else got there first it might make it hotter because then i realize i got a shot Damn, there's just no discouraging you. No, not when it comes to that. That's that's admirable. I like that. Thank you. Tenacious. A man on a mission, if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This this has been, I, I don't know what this has been, but it's been fun. Always is. Always yeah. is. You know, I'm actually in a way better mood than when we started. Like, I was ready to tear off some heads. I was like, who's got the tea? Let's talk some shit. But I feel a lot better now. I feel like I might actually go like smooch my boyfriend on the forehead or something. Oh, that is very sweet. And and I'm actually glad you put it that way because I received uh, a lot of private messages from listeners of this show. Was it dick pics? Uh, it was not. Oh. Yeah. That were very impressed on how we handled the why not topic a couple of episodes ago and there were a couple people that actually said wow when you put it the way you did it's not that i had bad behavior but it's going to make me look at how i interact with people moving forward yes i love that personal growth from our listeners Not not bad at all i'm so happy I figured talking about the world's most perfect butthole was a perfect transition to this. Oh, God, yeah. Before we leave, yeah. 100% sensitive topics, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's how you just smooth it over, really. <laughs> like that butthole. Right. Oh, that's... Whew, that's 
Hey. I, I need to. I need. We're going to wrap this up right now because uh, I need to. Need to go jerk off. I really need to uh, <laughs> take care of some business. I got to see a man about a thing. That's right. I got to file some papers. <laughs> so, Dolly. All right. Well, on to. Sorry. What was it? Molly Bright? What? What was, who's the, the interview? Oh, Mandy Bright. <laughs> Mandy Bright. I'm sorry, Mandy Bright. I'm super excited to hear this one. Uh, I always love when an interviewee is like super shy because like you always just pull people out of their shells. So I'm I'm really excited to hear this one and hear the the transformation, the blossoming. Yes. Yeah, that you will definitely hear. So please find Dahlia D. Find Dahlia, find Dahlia D. That's better. Don't find. I wanted to end that with an E, not a D, because I want to say, fine, Dahlia D. Where can people find your fineness? My brain is like really confused by what you're asking right now, but I think you're asking like where people can find me, and that's DahliaD.com. <laughs> that's D A H L I A D E E dot com for fine, 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 fine. For finding this fine piece of ass. Fine, 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 fine. Fine, fine, fine. And you could find me all over the place. I'm done. I am over this. So, dear listeners, <laughs> thank you <laughs> so much. I promise you guys, I am working on it. We will get a website up and running. There will be one centralized location for all things Dick Dangle. I promise. I have been pulling chunks of his hair out bit by bit trying to get this done, and it will be accomplished. So you will have a central link very soon, guys. Yes. Agreed. Like or Dick will die. One of the two. Yeah. In another eight to nine months. All I'm saying is if he goes missing and there's still no website set up, you can just kind of two and two what happened. <laughs> so before I mysteriously disappear, thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Mandy Bright and Dahlia D and all of the fantastic performers you have heard on this show throughout the years. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Don't drink tequila. I'm not going to put anything else on that one. Just don't. <laughs> Just you're, don't do it. You're better than that people make sure if you see what you consider the most perfect butthole in the world you appreciate it and say some kind words to the universe about it and of course <sighs> dangle on that was nice that was a good <sighs> that was good i was thinking about the perfect butthole oh yeah <laughs> uh, that's mine and dangle on <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Hello, this is Kenna James, and when I'm not Netflixing and chilling at home, I'm on Dangling After Dark. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. 
My guest has an illustrious 20-year career that found her to be one of the most popular performers in the game. Now back after a hiatus, she returns to the delight of her fans and industry peers. She has worked for MILF, Jules Jordan, Gang Bang Cream Pie, Brazzers, and more with her shoot schedule filling up quickly. Add to that her subscription sites, and she will once again dominate the adult landscape. Please welcome to the show the exquisite Mandy Bright. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you. Before we start our conversation, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Yes, so I have an Instagram page, which is uh, Mandy Bright New, as I've been canceled so many times, so I don't know how many, I think that's the fifth one, what I have. Uh, my Twitter account, which is XXXMandyBright, and I have my OnlyFans page, which is extremely exclusive, like just content for there, nowhere else you can see that's uh, real Mandy Bright. So yeah, these are the pages where they can find me now. <laughs> yeah, that has to be, I mean, five Instagram accounts, that has to get so old to start over again. I mean, like it's just, I think, tiring, like constantly doing over and over again from the beginning, from zero to build it up and they just shut down without a notice. But that's, that's, um, I think it's not just my concern. I think a lot of actress has the same problem like me. So I don't think it's a, it's especially just my problem, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's still like, ah, oh, again, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's devastating. Yeah. Because you spend a lot of time and work on it and people know where to find you and you can um, communicate with people and all the things. That's why you do it, right? That's why we call social media. And after they just like, without any notice, they just shut it down and yeah. have to begging, maybe you can get it back, which is unfortunately not, not going to happen. Well, you have come back after some time away from the industry. What made this the right time to return, and how has the return been going so far? Yeah, so I was, I was, that was in a few years already. I was thinking to come back and continue what I stopped like eight years ago or more. And that was a really difficult decision because, you know, I'm not going to be younger. Um, so definitely that was like, if I'm still, people are interested to see me or I'm going to be enough good for the business because definitely changed a lot. I wasn't sure. So that was a little fight with myself uh, all the time. But I really do love my job. And I stopped this because I wanted to have some private life. But I thought it's time maybe to come back and continue where I stopped back then. So, yeah, I mean, like, I just really, really, be honest, I'm honest. I really do love my job. I always did. And, um, that was part of my life since I was 21, which means like, you know, 
in a way I miss that everything, miss shooting, miss uh, meeting people, miss the whole um, crew. Like I just, I just loved everything about it. And of course the sex part as well, but, <laughs> but I mean, like, that's just, of course the biggest part, but there's other things what I think you can miss uh, if you are an actress. So, yeah. But it definitely changed a lot. So um, I just try to uh, learn the new things, what's going on right now, which is like takes a little time, but I'm willing to learn. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure a lot has changed since you left. Have you been pleasantly surprised to experience or find new things in the industry, say when it comes to the business or meeting new popular performers or anything like that? Uh, all of them. So what, what was the first thing like there was, there's not that much company as it was back then. Like there was like a lot of companies were, was working in, um, in, for example, in uh, Los Angeles. Now I, I don't really feel the same way. A lot of companies disappeared who I worked back then, which was um, which was new for me, which is not that bad. But I think I have to learn a little bit more uh, about that. These all social media appearance, like you, you really have to be there. You really have to like daily. Uh, show yourself and communicate with your fans and um, that's absolutely new so that's um, what I really really have to push more I think not because I don't like it it's just because of new for me it just have to be more my daily routine kind of thing because I've never been in my life but in the good thing about this as much as it's new you have more chance to meet with those people who they like you, which I think it's amazing what we never had before. So when we really wanted to meet with a fan back then, we had to go like different shows, different um, like the AVN show and uh, XB shows. So all these shows, we have to be there to meet with people who they like us. Right now, they can find and we can have communication. We they can they can be part of our life. They never been before, I guess. So that's I think it's amazing thing. It's just pretty new for me. Yeah, that has to be an interesting experience. But I can agree with you when it comes to posting on social media. I have a very hard time posting every day to social media because there's this part of me that goes people have to be getting tired of me and I know that doesn't happen with you because you are so beautiful and you have a lot of fans but I I just kind of run out of things to say (laughs) I know um and I think I have the same feeling like I don't want to be boring I want to show something new but like you cannot show always new because your life is your life your face is your face you cannot always be something new but but I think people don't want to see that they just want to see my daily life like it's really exciting to get into somebody's life in a way like of course not fully but you know like to see like what I'm doing where I'm going um what's happening with me so that's that's kind of fun 
I mean, like, I really don't mind. It's, yeah, how we, how you said as well, it's just pretty, sometimes it's overwhelming a little bit, but in a nice way, but it's still overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Are there any performers or directors or studios that you hope to work with now that you've returned? I mean, like, most of the big companies are not exist anymore. I always wanted to work. I think I worked back then for Wicked Pictures, but I never worked with Vivid. And that was something in my dreams because they were extremely professional, Uh, but they are not exist. So uh, I I would say like Brothers was uh, one uh, big company who I really wanted to uh, work with, but it happened already. So I'm, I'm, it's almost my first scene I did for them. So, so I was lucky in this way. Um, I don't really familiar with the new company still. So I, I still like try to figure it out my way in a industry, like where, where I am, what can I find right now? Uh, who are there, who are working? I, I was, um, last year, the Brazier summer party and they invited me. So I was there and I met with a lot of, um, let's say like stars or famous or well-known actors, actresses. So that was a nice experience. They were extremely nice and sweet, which, which, um, I wouldn't say it's a surprise because back then was the same girls were really nice. So I never had problem I think that that company was the only one who I knew and they are basically, I, we work together already. So now I'm sure when you came back, your fan base was very excited because they are very vocal. What is it like to have such a dedicated following and dedicated fan base? Because not only do they like and retweet and do all that stuff on your social media, but they actually make fan art of you. And some of the images are beautiful. Yes, um, that was honestly was extremely touching. I would never, ever, ever thought in my life if I come back or when I come back, people we remember who I am or who I was. And that was something like a really like, oh my gosh, that's 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 touching. It's just amazing. It's just like um I I don't even know. It was like I was speechless in a way. Mm-hmm. Because it's um how they follow me and even when I had the break, they still watch uh, they were watching my movies and um, sending me mess- uh, messages like, do you remember the scene when you did with that one? And send me pictures about, do you remember this scene or, or, or that guy? Or I was just like, oh my gosh, that's even, even bre- brought me memories back because sometimes I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, I remember that scene. That's amazing. I mean, like that's, that's the, best to describe the feeling it's extremely touching it's it's amazing i'm really thankful for those people who who really following me and and share me even like experiences like some guys sent me like a picture i think i was in a show 
um, in Berlin back then in Germany. And we had, he made a picture with me a hundred million years ago. And he just sent it to me, that pictures. Like, do you remember when, and, and be honest, I remember because back then we did not have this much chance to meet with people, as I said before. So that was pretty rare. Like we can have these, these um, meets with fans. So that was, that was so amazing. I love it. I love it. It's, it's touching. I love it. You have always been an incredible performer who isn't afraid to shoot in the more extreme branches of the industry. Have you always been comfortable with those more extreme parts of your sexuality? Yep. I never felt. Yeah, um, that's so interesting because I think when you have this kind of sexuality, you don't think it's extreme. For me, that's so normal So uh, sometimes people say like, oh my gosh, you are crazy. And I don't understand why I'm crazy because I feel good. And that that's for me normal. So like um, when somebody asks me about my sexuality or back then my work and, oh, you made extremely crazy things. And I was just always like, what was crazy in it? Mm -hmm. Because when you like something, it's not crazy for you. That's, that's what you like. And that's normal for you. But for other people can be like extreme, like, right, we have different sexuality, we have different cravings in sex. So I don't, um, I don't know, I never felt as it's extreme. Even I heard I'm extreme, but I never really felt that way. I felt it just feels good. I want to do that. And if a sex during a scene is awesome, I don't mind to go more crazy because I feel so relaxed and I feel so into the guy or the situation that I'm just like, in a way I can push my limits, which I never felt I pushed my limits, but I just wanted to like, you know, when you have a really nice candy, what you did not eat long time ago and you just start eating and you just want more and more and more and more till you just like so full. I, I feel this way. Like, when a sex is good, I want just more and more and more and more till I just almost pass out, kind of. I think it makes sense, you know, in this way. With your time off, have you brought anything new to your resume? Like, have you brought any new talents that you have developed during your time away? Um, I think I'm... Hmm... I think I never felt, even when I stopped, I was like 35, uh, I guess, and I already was in a, this MILF uh, category in a way, but I never felt to be a MILF. This is the only thing what I really feel right now. So I I feel sometimes like a full, full woman, like a MILF woman uh, while I'm um, shooting, which, uh, which is like new for me because before I was, I don't know. I think that's the only thing what I, what I can really, um, relate it now, like to be a MILF, what I never really had before this feeling, but oh, then the stepmom thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> so to be this kind of stepmom, mom things. Yeah, absolutely. That's new. That's new. And I really can, um, 
So if you ask me back then to be in this role, I would say not because I don't like it, because I cannot really feel it. But now I think maybe because of my age, I can really feel this situation and I can really can, can go into this role play, how it's like really exciting for even for me or whoever watch it. Yeah. So does that mean, because typically when it comes to MILF roles, they can be a bit more dominant. Do you think that that has developed a little bit more now that you've come back or have you always had that dominant, strong energy to you? Oh, I always had that dominant thing. I I was always dominant. I was always extremely dominant with girls, with guys. Sometimes I was just dominant to push the guy limits to be more dominant on me, dominating on me. So it sounds weird, but sometimes I was, even I was submissive in a situation, I was always this mixed submissive, but dominant. So um, let's say I wanted to get pain so bad. So I always find the weak <laughs> weakness in a guy and I start to push starting to push his limits and uh, be really focused on how can I piss him off that much to be more dominant on me. So dominating on me. So like um I was always dominant in my life. Always. That's that's my thing. I love it. I love it. I love love that role. I think it's more like uh, more like really feel comfortable in a stepmom role. Like I have sexual contact with a guy who is younger me and I can really relate it because of the age difference, because how old I am. And and of course, my dominance is always there. So these all together makes me feel better and um, play better this this role, this stepmom uh, whatever teacher, uh, student role, but dominance. I always had, I, oh my gosh, I always, oh, I, I just simply love it. A lot of people, when they hear that you do more intense scenes, when it comes to kink and fetish, they like to ask if your personal sex life is a lot like your on-screen sex life. So for the people that have that question in their head, are they similar or are they different? It's absolutely similar. Okay. It's because that's so simple, the answer. I love it that much. That's part of my life and my private life, my private sexual life, because I'm so into it. That's why I'm doing it. So I'm, I was always really picky when I was working because I mean, like, it's easy for me because I like a lot of things, but I would never ever do anything like that if I don't like it because it's not, it looks bad. I mean, like, I'm sure that those guys who love to watch uh, porn and for example, into kinky things, they can immediately see if the girl is into or not. That's just simple. And I was, I loved it. So I was into it. That's exact. That's really my part of my sexual life. You have quite the legacy in the industry and you were both nominated for and won a number of industry awards. Some of the nominations were for your directing. Do you hope to get back to directing again? And if so, 
what would you like to create? I would love to be honest. It's um, I um, I always loved it. I would never do if just if somebody asked me, like if somebody come to me like, look, do you remember? I really want you to shoot something, something for me, the style, what you did before or close to it, what is acceptable right now, because there's maybe new rules, what I, I have to follow, of course. I would love to. The style, what I always did was, um, hmm. Oh, I, it's, it's just so hard to describe because I, I love horror movies. You have to know that I love like crazy psychology things. So my sexual visions or play, what I, what I role play, what I uh, liked was always around something, something darker, something, um, a little bit scary, uh, with vision, like to see it. And the sex has to follow the same, same, um, same energy, same. Um, oh, it's really hard to explain, but I'm sure like those people who saw my movies, what I, what I was um, directed, like they know, like I really like the darker side of, um, like visually, like you know, not not sexually. Sexually, I like hardcore sex. That's everybody likes hardcore sex but to to put it in for example to put it in a place like um, an old um old hospital like you know it's unused it's it's there the walls are just destroyed the mold is on the wall uh these things just just turns me on i like i like dirty things i like scary things i like I'm not a studio girl. I like to go out and find something with just have the plus energy inside, which helps to create something awesome. Yeah. Gotcha. So when it comes to horror movies, what are some of your favorites? Because what you just described sounds like the dirty hospital sounds very much like Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's exactly. I like um I like more like religion kind of things. So I like um, uh, demonic and all these um, things. Mostly that's my horror kind of style, what I like. So I like craziness because crazy craziness is like uncontrollable. So in sexually, you just can go out of limits. I, if you if you feel me in this <laughs> in this uh, thought, like um, I like crazy things. I like um, yeah. I think this is how I can des- describe. I like um, I wouldn't say I like to cut and you know like that kind of horror things like cutting and all the <laughs> all the inside and and bleeding and all these things. That's not really my thing. It's more like psychology and uh, religion and um, demonic things like when you can really feel to lose control because then you can create something awesome. I know I'm weird. Just you, you can say it. I'm weird. I know I'm weird. That's always I heard that. Like you are crazy. You are not. Not you have something wrong with you. <laughs> but I'm used to it, so I I don't mind. But I really do like it. Yeah. 
Oh, no. You know what? I find that a lot of people in the adult industry love horror and they love that suspenseful style of movie. Because it's hot. It's yeah. it's just it's just um it's just hot. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, I think. In a different direction, and speaking of Brazzers earlier, at the beginning of the year you had a scene for Brazzers released called The Come Down with uh, Cassie <laughs> Dow I, I believe it's Isla, uh, Ava Nix and Jay Romero. And in it you have a bucket of quote-unquote come dumped on you and you did a very good job to not freak out or start laughing how difficult was it to stay in character extremely difficult (laughs) extremely because i knew like around me everybody was laughing so we were so prepared i was especially i had to concentrate i knew like the camera guy is laughing and everybody is laughing because that was just like, okay, that's funny. So yeah, that was hard. I was in a way, um, I was biting my lips inside in a way just to just calm down and try to think about something else, what's going on with me, not what really happened, but that was amazing. We had so much fun, so much fun. That was really good. Now, of course, doing these fun scenes and silly scenarios is a nice change of pace from the more serious scenes. But do you think that people underestimate your sense of humor? Mm, I think what I just um, realized in different shooting, they don't think I can be funny. Right. That's because everybody think I'm just the hardcore Mandy Bride, like a fool, like you can do whatever, you can go crazy, but they not don't know, like, I can be funny. I wouldn't say I'm the funniest person in the whole world, of course I'm not, but I think I can be funny and I can, I can relate it with every kind of role in this way. I think it's just, um, hmm. That's something new, for example, but I I don't mind. I, I like it. It can be exciting. Yeah, I, I could see you being in a more uh, acting style role where you play a bad guy, like very sarcastic, a very funny, but being a bad guy. I could see you doing that. Yeah, I, I usually, I, I'm dead at home, even in my private <laughs> life. I just really sarcastic and... I can be extremely bad, but in a funny way. Yeah. Those people who knows me, like personally, they know. But of course, who just saw my movies, they don't really know. Like I have different, let's say I have different, different personalities. It's, it's just like, I'm not all the time the same, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would, uh, that would be boring if you were the same way all the time. But yeah. One thing that I enjoy doing with the people that I interview is I go through their social media and I like to ask them questions about certain posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions? Absolutely. 
So about a week ago, you put out a beautiful picture of yourself in the kitchen, and you said, let me cook for you. Now, what type of food are you good at making? Everything. Oh. I love to cook. I love to cook. And not, uh, cooking is one thing. I love to bake. I'm extremely, I'm baking a lot. New things, I love it. I don't like to bake all the time the same. I like to try new things. I try to push my limits. I love, love, love to bake because I love sweets. So <laughs> it's a little bit selfish reason, but <laughs> I love to bake. I'm serious. I'm, I really mean it. So what, what have you made recently that you just really enjoy? I like to try even like new recipes or when I have a recipe, I try to turn into my version. And there is, oh, there's a Hungarian, Hungarian or European dessert. It's something like a bread pudding kind of thing. And you can just layer different, um, like jam and, uh, and the bread and the sauce and, um, uh, whipped uh, egg white on the top and bake it together. I think that was the last one. But my family always asks different things, but I think that was the last one. Yes. So is there something that you are not good at cooking? Like, I have the hardest time making a good steak. Um, Steak, I don't do it too often. But definitely, that's a really difficult thing to do perfectly. So you can really mess up super easily, right? So you can make it like just uh, not edible at all. <laughs> Very quickly, too. <laughs> really quickly. So, yeah, that's that's one thing. What I don't even do that often. But let's say, for example, Thanksgiving, a whole turkey. That's my nightmare. <laughs> that's my nightmare. Because it's just like to give a taste to that turkey all the way or just not make it dry or cook it through. That's, oh my gosh, uh, that's that's my nightmare. <laughs> Whole animals. That's no. Yeah, that's, that's why I deep fry turkeys. That's just the easiest way. Yeah, I I worry to do that. I I that's that's too much oil. I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm capable to deal with. So I I prefer to like cook it for I don't know seven hours or something. But that's I'm just sweating at the end and I just hoping like it's come out good. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, definitely. Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you didn't have any words on it. It was just a very sexy picture of you, and you have a dildo with a suction cup on it stuck to the windshield of a car. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, and, and, you, that. <laughs> and, and uh, for the listeners, you are uh, the picture is taken inside the car, and you are outside of the car, and you are licking the dildo. Now, is this from a scene that you did or just a cool picture? That was a scene what I did. Uh, so first one of my, um, uh, on OnlyFans, somebody asked a custom video like that and be honest, I enjoy that so much. Oh, cool. 
I, that was a lot of fun to have sex on the top of the car. My only things, the first time I ever, I used soap and water. So I ended up just slipping down from the car, which looked more funny because I like, you know, like Spider-Man. I just tried to grab everything what I can and look sexy at the same time. So that was extremely, extremely funny. But um, it's a, it's really sexy, like to see inside the car and it doesn't have to be like car but it's easier because the windshield is a little bit like in an angle so you can really see under everything right not like just a a door or something it's more enjoyable because you see under and you see everything and just push your body over there and lick it oh i had and one time i was so drunk oh my gosh yeah i love it I love crazy things. And that was so much fun. (laughs) All right. So what is your alcohol of choice? Oh, vodka. Ah, Mm. okay. I'm European. That's right. (laughs) I'm not Russian, but I'm European. And uh, we like, um, yeah, we like vodka. I think that's one of our favorite next to Palinka, but Americans doesn't really know Palinka. Very few. I agree. So back to the car. Now, when it comes to scenes like that, as cool as it does look, it can be kind of uncomfortable. Are there places that you don't like to have sex? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. Don't like to have. I, 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 I cannot. I cannot say anything like that because, and I let you know why. I, I don't want to be sound like I'm not honest. It's just like, um, even if you don't like the place or you're not into the whole, uh, I don't know, room or car or outside or whatever, I think it's just sex make it fun. I don't know. It's just like sex is fun. So it doesn't matter where you do. It's just like, if it's good, it has to be fun. Be honest, one, the beginning of my when I started to work, I had one scene which looks amazing, like at the beach, the sand, the ocean, the way most uncomfortable thing in the whole world. The sand is going inside you. Oh. It's scratching the bugs everywhere. They bite you during the scene. It looks beautiful. But be honest, if you ask the most uncomfortable scene, that's on the beach. Beach. Hate it, but I had one of my best scene with Manuel Ferreira on the beach that time. Nice. Even if I hate it, he made that scene amazing. <laughs> now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you wrote, let me be your nurse. And of course, you had another beautiful picture of yourself. Now, could you be a nurse? Now, even though you like horror movies, are you comfortable with the sight of blood and injury? Oh, I love blood. <laughs> I love blood. I I do. Okay, there's another story. I, I have a lot, by the way. So there was a scene. I don't know who I shoot um, back then. And they brought a lot of fresh meat. Meat, meat, meat. And I had a knife. And I had to stab the meat and cut the meat and lick the meat and all the things. That was fresh. Like, that, that was raw meat. Okay. I loved it. 
it was just so exciting, the whole situation. You see, that's what I said. Like, it was so exciting, the hair, the the whole studio with, with the meat, the bloody meat and the knife and you have to be sexual. And I was just so into it. I love that. So I'm just so good with it. I love it. That's good. That's good. I think that will uh, will help you one day because when you see something bad, you won't panic. You'll be able to help. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm good with blood. It's, it's just like blood. I mean, I don't know. I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the last tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote. With or without glasses, and there's a picture of you in the car with a pair of glasses on. Do you actually need glasses? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the that was that was funny. I was at um, um, a vision exam, right? And the doctor checked my vision and uh, can you read this? That okay? Let's change this. And after the whole uh, exam, he said like. Yes, you are in the age where your vision getting worse. And I was like, that was awesome. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> now I feel it. <laughs> he said, no worry. It's normal. So I was like, okay. So, yeah, I need. <laughs> you actually look very good in glasses. Is it taking you a while to see yourself in glasses in the mirror? Are you cool with it? I love it. I love. I mean, like for me, that glasses. I was searching for it uh, so long time because I'm. I wouldn't say I'm picky what I wear. I'm not really, but I was so into that glasses, and I thought I saw a girl. Uh, I think was on TikTok. She wore that glass, and she looked so hot. I was like, I have to have that. She was so hot in them glasses. Hopefully, I'm gonna look good as well. So yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I love that glasses. Um, I love to wear glasses. I don't mind. It looks like it's going to be part of my life from now. But I don't like it's not that bad. But definitely when I drive and night or or something that I, I definitely need it. In embracing the MILF role, they're perfect. Yeah. And for the teacher one as well. I know. I tried already. <laughs> Make sure you have multiple pairs so they don't get ruined. Yeah. <laughs> then the good thing is like it's huge. So even if, oh, I don't know what can I say, what words can I say, but if the guy, maybe you have to cut it out, but the guys come on my glasses. There's a huge area where to come, so you cannot miss it. <laughs> Oh, see, you you are finding the positives in everything. I like everything. Everything I see sex in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what does the future hold for you? Are you planning on doing any conventions? Is the year going to be making content for yourself and shooting for studios? Do you have any projects coming up? Uh, Right now. I, I'm mostly just shooting for myself. I think I'm just waiting to companies realize I'm back, that I'm here. I think they don't really know or I don't know. They're just waiting. So I'm shooting uh, mostly for myself. I definitely want to go most of the shows, what's coming, um, because I want 
I love I love the old style interaction with with fans. That's always better than writing, of course. They can make pictures, they can we can talk, they can ask. They you know, that's a different thing than the social media. Yeah, I I'm planning to do mostly everything. I'm I'm ready. I'm just waiting and doing the best on my uh, on my page to make it more exciting for everybody. Yeah, I'm sure that as studios and performers find that you are back, you are going to have a lot of work in your future. This has been so much fun. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I, I really did love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> so one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they could find you on social media? Yes. Uh, so I have an Instagram page, which is Mandy Bright New. I have a Twitter, which is XXX Mandy Bright. And I have my OnlyFans page, which is Real Mandy Bright. Very nice. So once again, thank you so much. I know the future is going to be absolutely packed and busy and successful for you and uh, hopefully i will be able to see you in the not too distant future i would love to <laughs>